Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. You've got some people freaking out. You've got other people who are convinced that this is the greatest thing to ever happen to Twitter. (laughs) Then you've got the libertarians who's like, thank God, Jesus has now bought Twitter. We're in good hands now. And then you have the other ones who just want Trump to be unbanned for whatever reason. He should be. He should be. He's entertaining, if nothing else. But, I mean, that's... We're talking about Elon Musk buying Twitter. Apparently, it is... I don't know if the deal has closed yet or what the exact status is of it. But earlier today, it was announced that the Twitter board had voted, I think, yesterday to accept Elon Musk's offer of 43 and change billion dollars to purchase the social media website and uh, he'd come come in at an offer of 5 or uh, sorry 5400 $54.20 so there's a 420 in there and he's on, he's into that he he likes to use the number 420 but doesn't his company things. fire people if they fail drug tests for marijuana I heard that story a while back yeah I don't know if they changed that policy after it uh after he was smoking were, on the Joe Rogan experience, yeah. I doubt it. Because, I mean, he's kind of a tool like that. <laughs> uh, the stock went up a little bit, and people are, as you said, Arya, fighting over this online. I am skeptical that uh, Elon Musk is going to be this great man, right? Because like, the, there's so many people that believe in this great man syndrome. The Twitter board of directors voted uh, over the weekend to accept his offer of 43 or $44 billion. Now, I'm confused how this works, right? Because they don't own the, the, the Twitter board doesn't own that much stock. Correct. But they have a fiduciary duty, as I understand it, to do what is in the best interests of the majority of the stockholders. And since Elon Musk's offer was higher than what the price of the stock was at the time when he made it, it's still higher. It's like... 50 something apparently today and he offered $54.20 so because a profit is there to be made they pretty much have to take the deal unless they can like rattle the you know somebody else's cage and get them to offer more than what mm. Musk is offering is and your poison pill didn't work i guess the poison pill never went into effect because uh the poison pill as i understand what they were trying to do there would only affect someone buying through the market so they they so the idea for listeners that are had not heard this it was late to maybe a week or so ago the board of directors said we're going to do this poison pill plan to stop anyone from hostily taking over twitter by buying shares in the marketplace but that's not what Elon Musk is doing but speaking of Donald Trump he says that he is not going to be returning to twitter according to a report over at Fox News even as Elon Musk has now purchased or I guess is closing on it. Again, we don't know the exact status on whether or not Musk has finalized the deal, but supposedly the Twitter board had announced that they have agreed to be acquired by Elon Musk for approximately $44 billion. The former president told Fox News he will formally join his own truth social over the next seven days as planned. Are okay. we supposed to there, believe? There's so much wrong here. I, I would believe Donald Trump if he said, I'm not running for president in 2024. I would believe him. Yeah. I but if he got unbanned from Twitter saying that he's not going to come back, BS, man. You will be back that day. You mm. will come back groveling on your knees, thankful to have the opportunity. He won't act like that. No, for, he won't. But For all I could tell, he loved Twitter more than anything else in the world. Yeah. 
Um, he was on it multiple times a day. Yeah. And instead a, of being president. Which is fine. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, not, it is. not instead of. It, he, he managed to work it in. Um, well, any amount of time he's on Twitter is an amount of time he's not doing anything pre- exactly. presidential. So I think that's a good thing. If more, uh, if only we could get more politicians hooked on social media and make them way less productive with destroying our freedom. I mean, usually uh, it's some great. press secretary doing these right, things, right? But kid. with Trump, it was no, no. This is my Twitter, and mm-hmm. I'm handling it. And yeah. like, good on you for that, dude. Why is it that he planned to join his own website? Two full months. Didn't he already thing. join it though? Yeah, there's a post. At he last tweeted I looked. like one. Yeah, I the think. very first day, Truth Social opened to the public. Trump t- posted there, or somebody uh, in on his account posted there, and it was and it was some sort of statement like "Your favorite president is coming soon" or something like that. So it didn't give the indication that he'd be right back to post mm. a second time. And ever since then, it's been complete radio silence from Donald Trump on his own platform, leading many to ask the question of why are we here? You know, I I think he probably was just too impressed with himself to be on there tweeting to nobody. But he had like half a million followers right quick. Yeah, that's not enough for him. Apparently not. It's not for a, for a former president. Imagine Barack Obama starting his own you know, social media server, he would have tens of millions of people signing up to join it. Well, yeah, but he might launch with an Android option, and Trump didn't. I mean, Trump would have probably have 5 million uh, followers. If, if you can get 500,000... Those were not the droids he was looking for. One of your uh, frequent callers, they were like, flew out here to Albuquerque to be on business, and <clears throat> I did not see... I, I guess I'm missing... What what Sarah's looking for in our socialist socialist uh, world? I, I didn't see a lot of people getting hit in the streets or pedestrians or anything like that. So yeah, um, I got to be I, honest. I would like to put it. In- I kind of agree. You know, if I visited Albuquerque or New Mexico, wherever Sarah is actually at in New Mexico, I assume it's Albuquerque. Albuquerque, yeah. I'd be kind of disappointed to like walk around and, you know, not see pedestrians flying through the air as, you know, vehicles driving 80 miles per hour, off-road vehicles driving 80 miles an hour don't just plow through them. I'd be kind of disappointed to to see just the... Like a real-life Grand Theft Auto, yeah, basically. Yeah, right. Because that's how Sarah makes it out to be. I mean, I have heard that New Mexico is a pretty terrible place to live as far as crime is is concerned. But, and corruption. Uh, but anyway, but what were you going to say, Michael? Is that because there's a lot of it oh, or because it's hard to get away with it? A lot oh. of it. Michael? Yeah, what I was going to say was, I, I I mean, I would extend an, an, an invitation to Sarah and Richard. I'll, I'll, I'll take them both out to dinner and uh, if they can sell me on on the ideas of socialism after I lived under it and, and I still refuted them. I can't think of anything that would be more hilarious than having, you know, a caller, a longtime listener take mm-hmm. Sarah out to dinner just, and then report back to us, you know, let, let us know how bad this train wreck actually is because you get to have, a I think si- she's honest. I think she's just as bad probably in, in real life as know, she is but, on the phone. I know, but that, that makes her a train wreck, right? But a lot of people <laughs> have been wanting to see what Sarah looks like. So, Hopefully, Michael can get like a selfie or something with him and Sarah sitting in the restaurant and then send it to us because that would be amazing. If that I'm, could, she can't I'm curious about that because she really doesn't sound 60. 
Yeah, well, she supposedly yes. is Asian. She has, uh, she's at least a quarter Asian, I think. She says one of her grandmothers were uh, was from North Korea. So mm-hmm. a lot of times uh, Asian women manage to kind of keep, uh, you know, keep in shape for a long time compared to, to other people. I don't know if a quarter mm-hmm. of Asian is enough to give you those those benefits, but... She sounds like she's more than a quarter Asian. You think so? Well, she's got an accent. I mean, how... I couldn't and identify she grew it, up though. in America. Yeah, I couldn't identify what the accent is. Yeah, I I can't identify it, but it it definitely sounds like some flavor of uh of of Asian. Mm. So, I'm guessing she grew up in in a, either a highly Asian household or a highly mm. Asian neighborhood. That's actually something socialists never understand. I think when they when they hear that somebody is a billionaire, they think they think he actually has like a billion dollar bills sitting in a mm. closet or a or a storage unit or a bank somewhere. Like Scrooge McDuck with the big uh, housing unit where he well, just swims Scrooge through McDuck it. McDuck actually made sense because he kept his money in metal. Mm-hmm. You know, he he, he was, did. And Futurama pointed out, I'm not Futurama, Family Guy pointed out how disastrous it would be to try swimming in that. And it, uh, Yeah, that's not going to work. Oh, no, it it's would. Painful oh, to, my God. That would. <laughs> that's dense. Yeah, it's, it's, it's painful to watch that clip. <laughs> but they An 18 inch cube of gold weighs a ton. Yeah, I'm not surprised. They uh, they actually have a, a uh, an episode of Ducktales that I didn't know about until recently, but they they actually talk about inflation and they kind really? of they make it really easy to uh, you know for kids to understand the devastating effects of inflation in this. Amazing episode. that nice. only like eighty years ago they were pimping World War Two to kids. Oh, Disney, you mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, there's still Donald Duck the was among them. This is Musk's quote that Twitter included in this press release. Quote, free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy, and Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated. He See, says, that's the part where I'm like, okay, th- this is an ego trip for Elon Musk just as much as it was for Donald Trump or any of these other companies. Dude, no one is debating the future of democracy on Twitter. A lot of people are. No, they're arguing incessantly and no one's getting anywhere. That's not debating. That's, that's just a bunch of trolls arguing incessantly. the future of humanity looks like. No, it's just a bunch um, of people jerking it on the internet. But uh, It's like our Matrix chat, except it's publicized to a larger audience. I think, I mean, nobody, you would probably make the case that you've convinced people on Twitter. Um, I think I've, I've probably convinced some people, but... Um, the, the thing about, about Twitter, I'm, I've never been a big Twitter user. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I, uh, I'm, I'm somewhat too verbose for their, uh, 280 characters. Uh, t- yeah, 200. Didn't they increase it to like 500? No, it was increased from 140 to 280. Oh God, 140. I don't even, I don't even get through my, my lead in in 140 yeah. characters. But, um, but there used to be something called Twit Longer that would allow you to make a much longer tweet and then just sort of post a link to it. To but it. it took people off of Twitter, so it never really got off the ground. But yeah, the 140 character limit that was that sucked. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. 
I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. The politics in the United States were certainly not as divided in the earlier days of Facebook and Twitter. I would argue that Facebook and Twitter had a large role to play in that division. But regardless, allowing people on the right who, you know, some of them are racist or whatever or homophobic or transphobic, allowing them to freely post on Twitter is not going to increase Twitter's revenue or allow Twitter to have more users. It's just going to change the the type of person who's using Twitter. It's not going to solve anything. It's just going to change things. I think it will probably um, increase uh, the number of users because basically they, um, I mean, they had a raging hard on for a full half of their users. And Twitter's or or Elon's strategy, which I think is about the, the right one, is... Uh, basically, what he said is that the the ten percent that are most extreme on both sides of the political spectrum should be equally unhappy, and I think that's about what you want to keep normal people who who, you know, if they see a Nazi, they're not going to, you know, run for their space, for their safe space. They're, they're just going to hit the block button. The libs of tip TikTok types, yeah, they'll probably run for the hills and, and you know, find some Mastodon server that they can use but, as a But you're not going to run they're, they're not going anywhere. They're just going to stop posting to Twitter. They, most of these people aren't Why? posting to Twitter. Why? If you've got 10,000 followers or, or 20 or 50 or however many of these people have, why are they going to walk away from that? Well, the because they're not willing to share hard, a platform with Nazis. They're just not. The extremely hard hard, uh, hard left probably will. I, I strongly doubt that open Nazis are going to be welcome either. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think what, um, maybe not Nazis, but um, open racist, open homophobes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Musk himself is really close to being openly transphobic. I mean, he's not, but he's really, really he gets as close to skirting that line as he possibly can while having plausible deniability. But they interesting. Can, they now, can, do you consider Rogan transphobic? I don't pay enough attention to Rogan to know. How about uh, Chappelle? No. Okay. Okay, but they can hit the block button, and they, they there are still yeah. right-wingers on Twitter today. I, look, so I'm like, with you. People can just block the people they don't want to associate with, but that's mm-hmm. not how the – we're libertarians. That's how we approach things. Mm-hmm. The average person doesn't approach things like mm-hmm. that. I don't know. They I don't go, think it's going to be there more There are Nazis yeah. here. I shouldn't be here. Musk did say that he intends to keep shareholders around, so like it won't be a completely Elon Musk, 100% owned by him thing. There could be other people – who can own a piece of this, how that's going to all shake out, not really clear uh, at this point. And if you know more about how these things transpire... I never thought about that, but yeah, if I wanted to buy shares of Twitter, 
doesn't that mean someone out there has to be willing to, to sell, sell their share? They're not just like generated anything spontaneously, you, right? Anything you want to buy, somebody has to be willing to sell. Yep. Well, not if that's Elon right. Musk owns 100% of it, right? That, that, well, that's sort of what I'm getting to at. Willing to sell. Well, here's the other thing. This, this actual this document from Twitter, this press release from them, says the transaction, which has been unanimously approved by the board of directors. Is that's ex- my favorite part. They didn't have a choice. This is financially in the best interest of all shareholders. Except for people that bought above $54.20. But okay. yes, for the well, it's, it still might be in their, in their best, best interest if, if it's not going to go up there again. That's true. But it doesn't matter how much they oppose it or how against it or how much they hate having to turn over Twitter to Elon Musk. They had to do it. They don't have a choice. Yeah. And, uh, well, the one person who seems to be enthusiastic about it, interestingly, is Jack Dorsey. You don't want the users doing their own admin. Yeah, so, I mean, even if they were to... And he does say they want to open source the algorithms. That's as far mm-hmm. as he's going so far. Here's his quote. He says, That's I also... the most important thing, because all of a sudden, um, especially if you can change the algorithms... You have a place where you're not being constantly manipulated behind the scenes by shadowy forces you don't understand. He said, quote, I also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating spam bots and authenticating all humans. So that sounds like there's going to be perhaps know your customer requirements to join Twitter, some sort of ID or... Oh, I mean, there already are. You can't join Twitter without a phone number. Is that true? I don't know. I thought you could. I'm pretty sure that's not true, nobody, because uh, I know there's an NH Goldback account, and I'm pretty sure that account did not have to provide a phone number to join Twitter. I could be wrong. I think there are bot accounts on Twitter. I've been on Twitter since 2009, and I watched it, you know, Trump and politics and all that crap aside, be kind of, like, owned by, like, a one mind think or something that was a turnoff. So my hope, and I agree with Ari on this, I think there may be a Trojan horse in this with Elon Musk, that I hope that we can actually have some level of debate. Tonight's show is amazing. I love hearing Aria and Nobody and, and Yui and, you know, all kind of have a discussion. And I feel like that's disappearing from a lot of social media and news and everything else, if that, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. The whole thing that I liked about social media is I could actually argue with people that I disagreed with. Um, and most of the time... I'm in kind of a libertarian bubble, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't get exposed to um, a lot of a lot of other areas. But in order to, to be comfortable with that, you know, there has to be comfort for me as well. And there and there has to be comfort for all parts of the political spectrum, uh, you know, except the people who won't be comfortable except in a space safe space. The only thing I've got to say about this trans issue is, is I'm never calling a singular person they. Just not going to do it. 
<laughs> like, I, you got to draw a line somewhere in the yeah. sand, and mine is using the plural to describe the singular. And look, I get it. Mm-hmm. There's times in the English language when we do use they to refer to um, a singular person. Like, if somebody wants a glass of water, well, they better get up and get it. I mean, that's been used for a long time, but um, Let me, it's still wrong. The- Let me interject real quick, Mark, because I, I think you're probably living living in a bubble here. I used to say the same thing, right? I'm never going to refer to a single person as they, yet I have since found myself doing it. And it's it's okay. largely because I don't want to openly insult someone to their face. Right? A lot of people do things they said they would never do. Like this this person <laughs> comes out as trans and is like, I, I, I want to be called she, her, but I will accept they, them. It's like, okay, well, I'm not going to call you she, her as long as you have a beard, right? I'm just not going to do uh-huh. it. So do you insult this person to their face by calling him by calling them he, him, or do you do you just bite your teeth and say they? But you never would I say... I just avoid using pronouns. Yeah, you if, would never say they're he, irritating to me. You would never say he, him to somebody to their face. You would say you, right? If you're addressing a person... Okay, well, let's say there's three pr- of you, and you're talking to person C about mm-hmm. person A, and person A is the present one. You and- could use their name. If I demand that you called me his magnificence... This person hasn't made a demand... Time. They just said, hey, okay. I prefer to be called she, her, and they have a right. beard. They and haven't made a demand of you, you. I prefer to be called outside, daddy. When, right, when you step outside of the norms, your demand, it, it is, it, it's a request. How's that? And then I make my request, which is to be called his magnificence. Now, do you want to be called, you want to call me his magnificence? In which case you have given me something in a social sense. And then I'm prepared to give you something in a social sense. Mm. But if you're just going to stand there fat with purple hair and demand something from me in a social sense, expect to be disappointed. Purple hair can be can be good on on the right person. Sure can. Sure. Yeah, no. It's one of the yeah. unfortunate things is that the liberals kind of got a got a lock on the alternative hair colors and. Uh, you know that's that's sad because that can be hot. <laughs> so did he answer your question, Arya? I think he did, but I don't think he was. I, I think if Mark Edge found himself in that position, I don't believe he would genuinely be a jerk. Well, we'll see. Uh, I, I don't I think we ever will. Put, right, that's the thing. Is is I'd have to run across a. Uh, uh, lumberjack. Who, who first, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm a lumberjack um, and, and I'm okay. I have a public service announcement. After using uh, the the city um, recycle bins for a while now, um, yeah, people people need to get on YouTube and watch how materials recovery facilities, which is their fancy term for recycling warehouses or recycling factories, uh, they have virtual tour videos all over. Um, you can watch the virtual tour of the City of Phoenix material recovery facility. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's not like a magical place where wizards just kind of make things that, you know, turn everything back into new things. They, people have to sort this stuff by hand. And when you toss in like plastic bags or cords, uh, jams, the rollers, and people have to like get in the trash and pull them out. And it's just a, it's just a nasty job. Well, I help the, the situation by not recycling at all. Yes. That way no one oh. has to do anything about that because uh, recycling is BS for the most part, as Penn & Teller put it in their brilliant mm-hmm. 
documentary uh, film that they made in the early aughts called Penn and Teller's BS. That thing changed my life. It consumes more energy um, to to go through all of the all of the crap they go through yep. than it would just to hang fire. But it's not about energy consumption, right? It's about it not ending up in the ocean. It costs me money to have my garbage taken out. It would be significantly cheaper for me to just take all the trash and just toss it in the backyard, right? But that's a terrible idea. Well, and it's not because it's cheaper to do it that way. It's, even, it's even because in, that has other costs. It, it would actually be very expensive to throw your garbage in your backyard because that would reduce the value of your property significantly. In the um, long run, it would be more expensive. But if that trash is instead of making its way into my backyard, it's making its way into the Gulf of Mexico, then that's not affecting my property values. Well, here it would go to well, the landfill. It's going to be pretty expensive to get it from New England to the Gulf of Mexico, <laughs> though. I mean, we're really. talking yeah, a would. lot of work. <laughs> just, a lot of shipping costs there. Just toss it out into the ocean. It'll probably end up. It'll probably end up in the Gulf of Mexico at well, some point. I, think I mean, where po- you want to drive to Portsmouth? The point that nobody is making here is costs are important, and yeah. if it's cheaper to make, a, let's talk about a plastic bottle. If it's cheaper to make a plastic bottle brand new than it is to make it by the process and all the costs that are involved in recycling the you know that whole process, then mm-hmm. it makes sense to just keep making new plastic bottles until the point at which it is no longer cheaper to make the new plastic bottles. And then if recycling bottles is then cheaper, then the market would go in that mm-hmm. direction right. uh, at that point. Because, because the cost is a proxy for the actual consumption, which is a lot more accurate... Look, I don't know if recycling is good for the environment or not. I don't know how much plastic there is in the oceans. And honestly, I don't care. I just don't think that, you know, recycling is cheaper is the argument that anyone's ever seriously tried to make as the primary no, reason one should recycle. Nobody does make that, make that uh, argument. They, they argue that something can be more costly while being more efficient and as an economist, I say stuff and nonsense. Mm. Somehow, but see, efficiency isn't what it's about. It's never been about efficiency. But it should be. Oh, well, because that's what it, the market works it, on. It should I tend be to agree. Because if if you're trying to, I mean, whatever it is you're trying not to consume. Uh, the way you consume less is by operating efficiently. And if you operate inefficiently, then you do not consume less. You consume more. And you are operating and contrary you do to your goals. More harm to the environment. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast. Listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.